0: Welcome to The Hif Player, bringing Harrogate International Festivals into your home. This event was recorded live at the Feakston Old Peculiar Crime Writing Festival. Enjoy.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. That's quite suitable because you have got a king here. You have got royalty. This man is the uncrowned king of Icelandic crime fiction. So that can be safely said. i um, Barry, as, uh, as uh, Anne was just saying, and I, I wrote Nordic Noir. And I actually had written something about Anadu, who I met, last met 10 years ago, I think, at the Icelandic embassy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, in Nordic Noir, I said about him are the dark, frigid nights of Iceland and its recent dramatic history including volcanic eruptions, financial crashes, to be found in the work of the undisputed king of Icelandic crime fiction, Arnaldur Indreddarsson. He won the CWA dagger for Silence of the Grave, and his work has a pronounced sense of social concerns and a sense of the past. And the key book, the one we all read first in Britain was Jar City, have you read Jar City? Yeah. Okay, well like, we've got the right audience here. <laughs> <wouldn't I? laughs> And he is one of the most accomplished writers in the genre, and I did something very clever. I I write for the Financial Times, and my review of Oblivion appeared yesterday. (laughs) You can still buy it in the shops. What about that for timing? And I said about Oblivion the latest one. Arnold Indellinsson is the industrious type, not content with being the unchallenged king of Icelandic crime fiction. I say that rather a lot, don't I? But it's true, it's true. <laughs> he's completed an ele- 11 novel sequence and he's embarked on a new series. This is young Erlandor. He's a younger man in these books. And um, I said, as usual in this book, we learn about the, uh, America's uneasy presence in Iceland. That's one of the themes of the book. So, uh, for the people in this audience, what are you trying to do, Erlendor, Ar- 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 in, the, in the new series of books showing us the younger Erlandor?
0: Well, um... When I started the series, I didn't know it was going to be a series. So what just started anywhere in his life. It was in the first book came out in 1997 and took place at that time. And then by book two or three, I knew that uh, it would be a, a series about Erlendur Svensson, the policeman from Reykjavík. And I wrote some 11, I think, 11-12 books before I sent him away uh, up in the mountain in, 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 in strange shores. Mm. And then I began to think uh, uh, who he was as a young man, and uh, I, th- I wanted to uh, go back there, uh, not when I started the series, but when he started in the police force, mm. and uh, I think that was the uh, the idea. So. When you wrote the
1: eleven books, did you always have in mind that you would show us the younger man?
0: No, not at all. I was just uh, content with <laughs> what I had. But then, uh, uh, in strange Short he, he kind of disappears himself. He is, uh, he is a vanishing act himself. Mm. He is a specialist in, in vanishing. And now he himself is, has vanished. Mm. And uh, we don't know if he's alive or dead. And uh, in the meantime, uh, I felt it was a, a chance to uh, check on him as a, as a young man. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as, uh, I've been writing about uh, the cold, the, the die, dying from cold in, 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 in uh, recent books before, strange uh, short, like in hypothermia, of mm-hmm. course. And the thing about dying from cold or of cold is that it takes a long, long time. So. And strange shores, when he goes up in the mountain and lays down in the cold, in the snow, uh, I have no idea how long it will take him to uh, to die, or not to die. <laughs> 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 so I'm still uh, working on that.
1: We were speaking yesterday, and we are talking about the, why, the, why the English particularly respond to, to Nordic Noir. And My theory was that because of the cold climate, we know about cold climates, don't we? <laughs> And um, it's Italian crime fiction, camilleri, it's all very nice. But that's not the world we live in, sitting by the med having a nice extended meal. We know about cold. Do you think the, the English have more in common with the Scandinavian nations than, say, the Americans or the French?
0: It Could be, if you have bad weather. In, uh, <laughs> Which we do. You <laughs> and you want more bad weather, you should come to Iceland. But
1: apparently the, <laughs> and apparently the English are now coming to Reykjavik. You're getting more and more Absolutely.
0: Important. We have Great, uh, many tourists now in Iceland, but I think they are estimated 1.5 million this year for 300,000 people. Do they all, all just stay in Reykjavik, people. or do they go? And I think see? they travel very much uh, inland right. and around the, the island, and uh, and they I think they they like it. They like the they come for the cold and for the for mm. the borealis for mm. the uh, for the. That's
1: quite difficult to see, isn't it? I missed it. Yeah, well, it's, you it's have to be lucky to see it, don't it's you? It's there.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we have uh, great interest now in Iceland. Right,
1: okay. Now, the queen of Icelandic crime fiction, look for the grimace on his face as I try to pronounce her name. Iersa Okay. Okay. <laughs> he didn't grimace too much today. Now, she's the queen, and this is a very unusual setup because you might have people arguing, well, he's the king of English crime or she's the queen of American crime. You really are the the undisputed rulers, aren't you?
0: Well, uh, it's difficult for me to talk (laughs) this way. (laughs) Because you're too modest. We (laughs) have uh, have, uh, have, uh, quite uh, quite a few uh, writers writing uh, crime now. We didn't have it. uh, And we didn't have any uh, tradition in in writing crime in Iceland because uh, although we are... considered or look, or look at ourselves as a, as a, uh, a nation of, of, of books. Uh, a uh, bookish nation? Yeah, very, very bookish nation. We didn't look at the genre of, of crime as literature at all. Yeah. We, we so when you
1: first wrote, you were not writing books that were taken seriously? No, mean?
0: absolutely not. It was laughed at, actually. Yeah, because we didn't take it as uh, seriously as literature. and. Iceland uh, wasn't uh, a place that you would make a, a, a murder mystery mm. from. These two things are, are the reason for why we didn't do it. <laughs> but then we bec- we, when we began, it became instantly popular. Mm. Because we have, to, of course, we had always been reading uh, uh, crime novels and, and suspense novels, but in translation. And now when we... Managed Is this to Arthur
1: to Conan Doyle or uh, uh,
0: Raymond Chandler? Yeah, Arthur MacLean and Hammond Innes and all Desmond right. Buckley and all those guys. And so when we started to do it ourselves, it became hugely uh, popular. Right. Now your father because is now they, they knew the environment, the, the streets, the houses, the weather, the landscape. Right. So it's, it's it's not true.
1: So your father is a literary novelist. Yeah, he was. So was there an imp- was there a pressure on you to be a literary writer?
0: No, not at all. No, no. And I, w- I became a writer at age of thirty-four or five. So I was, I was, a late staying, start. yeah, <laughs> I was staying away from it <laughs> because you don't always want to weep. Do, do the same thing as your father does. But then uh, I had this idea for the first book, uh, Sons of Earth, I think it's, it's in English, mm-hmm. and uh, I had it for some years, and I, I just wanted to see if I could make anything of it, and what it takes to make a 300-page manuscript. What does, it, what does it involve? What do we have to do? And um, I did it, and that was published, and uh, so it began.
1: Mm-hmm. Ersa always says that Icelandic crime is so banal. She says murder in Iceland is a, is a domestic murder. It's a husband and wife have an argument. There's a knife on a table. Somebody yeah. dies. Yeah. And so you have to invent. You have to make Icelandic crime more interesting.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, we don't have many mur- murders uh, in Iceland. Maybe some years we don't have anything. Mm. So, uh What's the murder God. rate? Is it one year or...? It's a one year or something like this. Oh, okay. We have so more in Britain, don't we? <laughs> better. Better. So, uh, the one thing, and I think everyone here would agree with this. But, but you have to be... Okay. This is the reason why you have to be, as a, as a criminal in Iceland, you have to be uh, believable and uh, realistic, in my view. Right. Uh, one murder book is tough for me, oh. anyways. And you have to make it in such a way that it is uh, believable for the Icelandic readership. Because right. I'm not thinking about the English uh, leadership, sorry. <laughs> I'm st- only thinking about uh, what the Icelanders uh, will think. Mm. So and uh, they are very, very, uh, uh, you can't fool them. Right. They are very, very uh, strict on, on some basic rules in in, in in this writing. So
1: one body per book?
0: Tops for me. Tops. <laughs> <laughs> some other other are having five or six, and that's OK, of course. But. Uh, uh, Believability and realism is, is what I've okay. been working
1: on. Well, that's kind of what we like about Nordic Noir, isn't it? That it, there, there aren't car chases necessarily, there aren't endless fistfights. It does see, it has the, the quality of reality. No. The other quality it has is social realism. And we read Nordic Noir because it tells us something about society.
0: Absolutely. And I have it, I have, I have influence from uh, the Swedish couple, my Sjöval and Per Waller, that wrote their uh, books about Martin Beck a policeman in Stockholm. We read them, don't we? In, in the 60s and 70s, and they wrote in the, and th- this is the foundation, I think, of the Nordic uh, uh, crime, and they wrote in this social realism, style of social realism, and this is what I've been trying to uh, do with my books. But they were uh, Marxists left.
1: and wanted an overthrow of the yeah, corrupt they were Swedish. very political.
0: They were very political. You're not that political. Not at all. hate politics. Do you? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but your books, the, your latest Oblivion, is a fairly political book.
0: I'm not sure. Erlander says there, in that book, I hate politics, <laughs> 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 actually. No, it's, a, it's about the, um, it was about, it's a very hot topic in Iceland, and where for many, many years it was the presence of the American army in, in Tjaflavik. They had a huge station there, and half of the nation was against it, half was uh, with it. Mm. And it uh, had influence in all aspects of Icelandic of life, in political uh, and cultural life, mm. while they were there.
1: Are your politicians as corrupt as ours?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, Can I you answer that?
1: Again, quoting Yersa, because I see her more often than him. I've only, <laughs> this is quite an event having him here. He doesn't give interviews. He guards his privacy. So this, you're privileged to have him sitting here. She always says that the, the politicians in Iceland are more, they're just on the take. They're basically feathering their own nests. Well, we have that as well, don't we? But there's, that's about it. It's not major-level corruption. I
0: don't think so, no, I okay. don't think
1: so. The other thing that you have in common with Erlendur is the Icelandic sagas. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, he's not going to read them. <laughs> but he reads them, well, Erlendur reads are,
0: them. They are great fun. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Erlendur
1: is kind of like a man out of his time, isn't he? He really wants an Iceland that has vanished.
0: Well, when I started writing about Erlendur, uh, I was thinking about having him as Icelandic as possible. I don't know what that is at all, but. In my mind, it was he has to be from very, um, has his roots in this society. Yeah. And what has happened in Iceland since uh, uh, Second World War is that it's changed very rapidly from a very poor peasant society to a very rich modern society in about 60 years, 70 years. And with these huge changes, people moving from the countryside and into the towns and into HIV, uh, somebody is bound to be left behind somebody that doesn't just connect to changes, doesn't connect to new times other times and I think Erlander is absolutely one of those and also because of his incident as a boy that has marked mm. his life.
1: Do you know about the incident? Yes. Tell them tell the people you don't know about it.
0: No, well, <laughs> he was ten years old and his brother was eight years old and they was, went with his, their father to look for sheep high in the mountains in, in the East Church. and there was a Blizzard and uh, the two boys got away from their father and then the two boys got separated and uh, the eight year old Bergur was never found. So this is the first case of Erlendur. This brother was never found. He was 10 years old and he was saved and since then he has this guilt of survivor Mm. and also he thinks he played a part in uh, Mm. what happened. Mm. So since Silence of the Grave, this has been book after book after book, more and more part of his life until the uh, uh, strength shows, when he goes to the East Church to finally find out what happened uh, when his brother uh, disappeared. So also this is the part, this is the reason why he is a specialist in in, in the vanishing. Mm -hmm. He wants to find out what happened to to the vanished, But more importantly, he wants to know what happens to those that are left behind right. that lives the sorrow and the, and the... The uh, survivors. Yeah, the survivors. Mm.
1: You mentioned Martin Beck, Chevalenval is Martin Beck. So he's the first in a long line of difficult, slightly gloomy middle-aged men who have difficulty relating to their children. Yeah. You happy to be part of that tradition? Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't...
0: <laughs> I, wouldn't l- I, I wouldn't want Erland to be, uh, to be a, a happily married man with three children, going to college, two cars in the driveway, a <laughs> suburb home, and uh, happiness all around him. I, th- I wouldn't know that guy.
1: <laughs> what do the Ic- Icelandic tourist board think of you? Because I'm sure a lot of people go to Iceland because of this man, but you don't really paint a very glowing picture of no, Iceland.
0: No, they are very happy with it, actually. <laughs> I've never get any complaint from those oh, really? guys. <laughs> They're happy. They're happy, get the it. tourists coming in. Yeah, it, yeah. You, you, I'm not trying to, I've never tried to sell Iceland right. in any ways, good or bad. It is not my thing. I just write the stories as they come out of my head.
1: We first met at, a, I think, at the Icelandic embassy where the Icelandic ambassador was telling us what a wonderful country Iceland was. And he looked across at me and went, <laughs> 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 oh, I don't like this guy. <laughs> so uh, Erlandor is, is a fascinating character, but he's also part of a team. So, yeah. And you give the rest of his team a book each Yeah. You?
0: Yeah, I did, because uh, I had sent him in the and I wanted to know what ellenburg his, uh, 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 his uh, how do you call it, college, college, mm. college was doing. Yes. And Siguroli, right. what they were doing in the meantime, because hypothermia, outrage, and uh, black skies, and, uh, and strange shores, they all take place in uh, two or three weeks in the autumn of 2005. Mm. So there's a four-books cluster. And uh, after I'd done that, I started thinking about Marion Bream, mm. whether he or she has a book. Yes. <laughs> Do
1: you know about Marion Bream? <laughs> now, what sex is Marion Bream? He's going to tell us now.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> you, I
1: read, you read Oblivion, and there is no reference to Marion's gender. It's always just Marion Bream. Yeah, absolutely. Tell the audience now.
0: No, I, I have no idea. I could, <laughs> I could. I just couldn't tell you. <laughs> but the Marianne Brim story uh, I hope will be published in, in, in the UK uh, soon is taking place in 1972. and You're going
1: to have to decide what sex Marianne is by then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it is very difficult to write uh, character in, in a character in a novel that you don't, you don't want to know what the sex is. Mm-hmm. But you, it can be done. Uh, it takes place in 1972 when we had this great chess tournament between Boris Spastian and Bobby Fischer. Mm-hmm. Huge thing in, in our uh, small country in Reykjavík. And uh, I put Marion Brim there in the, in, the, in the police force and there is a murder in a, at the cinema in Reykjavík. And it is somewhere connected to the, to the tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and at the end of that book, uh, there comes a policeman at his office a young man from the countryside, and uh, that's the beginning, mm. the whole thing.
1: Erlandor is, is somebody who wants a kind of vanished Iceland, He's, he believes, rather Welsh in some respects, he doesn't want the language to vanish, No, he thinks that, and
0: that's possibly you, you don't want the language no, absolutely. to Absolutely, we have, we are 300, I et- think. 20,000 now, Iceland, speaking this language.
1: You, s- you speak, do you speak old Icelandic, or is there no, it's
0: no, 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 there no, t- there's, there's uh, I just speak Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have, we, there are no one in the world speaking Icelandic except us. No. And. What about the other Nordic nations? No, not at all. No. And uh, we are influenced by the English mm-hmm. language through American and English uh, influences in in movies and television and Mm. and, and the internet and the Facebook and everything and bombarded constantly with with, with the English language and it is changing the Icelandic one Mm. bit by bit. Uh, Is that a bad thing? I think so. Mm. uh, The roots of the language. And there are linguistics in Iceland that say that in a hundred years time we will have no Icelandic Mm. language anymore and that's a bad thing.
1: So you mentioned reading English books. Did you grow up reading Sherlock Holmes? And yeah, Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie, yeah. okay. Was that where it started for you, the desire to be a crime writer?
0: Don't think so, no. I, I'm not quite sure what happened there. <laughs> uh,
1: Ed McBain was an
0: influence. Absolutely, he's a great, he was a great, great writer. Mm-hmm. Coming back to this realism of, of just boring police work. Nothing is taking place, nothing happens. They're just doing their job. There's a murder somewhere, and they go there, and they knock on the door, and they ask what happened. And bit by bit, they make a. Uh, but it's all in the characters. Mm. It's all in the characterization, and this is what I'm always trying to do. In, instead of heavy bombing and helicopters and big James Bond plots, mm. I go back to the characters and try to write about their lives, and the and the the, the victims and the killers. Who are they? why are they doing what they're doing? You this also mentioned
1: three been. writers, so I, I don't know how many people in this audience remember. Desmond Bagley?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You remember Alistair MacLean, uh, Hammond Innes. To some degree, those guys are forgotten writers in some ways. They're not really yeah. read much.
0: I made a book, actually, as a homage to those guys, called Operation Napoleon, mm-hmm. which is just an international historical thriller taking place in Germany and Iceland and Argentina. And it was great fun. Des,
1: in fact, didn't Desmond Bagley write the first Nordic no. Noir, which is Running Blind, set in Iceland? It's set in Iceland, yes, <laughs> yes. I recommend that book. But. So you don't, so the tradition you kind of established, you'd, you'd read Shöval and Balu. Were you? Are you reading Henning Mankel
0: and the other? No, never read him. No? Or, or, or Stieg Larsson. I, I don't read crime so much. Don't you? No. Not anymore because if you're working out with crime stories doing it every day of the year, I, b- mm. I make a one book a year I make one book a year now, and then you have to take a break from it and do something totally different and What I do is I, I read uh, poetry, mm. Icelandic poems, and we have great poets in Iceland, and uh, it's great just to go to a totally different thing, mm. and you can find uh, great inspirations there
1: talking about influences in you, I know we, one thing we had in common, we've both been film critics, is uh, and, uh, maybe the guilt in your books comes this, Alfred Hitchcock yes. is a big influence on you. Absolutely. Did anybody go to see Psycho yesterday, yeah. okay, with, the, with the, the live orchestral score?
0: There's a beginning, the, be, uh, the great Hitchcock moment in my books is the beginning of Silence of the Grave, uh, where there's a, a toddler at home. In his, in, in his living room, and it's gnawing on something. And uh, his mother comes to it and takes it away from it. And it, it, it uh, uh, and she, uh, she recognizes it as a human bone from a rib of a man. And they go outside and they find this skeleton mm. buried in the, in the ground. Mm. This is humor. <laughs> This is mayhem and, 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 and humor.
1: Actually, you once said, uh, if there's any humor in my books, it's purely by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not true. Oblivion oh. is quite funny. <laughs> so Hitchcock was uh, was an influence. So your days as a film critic, do you keep up with modern films? Or do you watch Rear Window and Psycho and films like that?
0: I go back. I go back to the 70s. I think that was the, uh, the best years of cinema. Mm. Of Hollywood cinema, anyway. And
1: one Flew Over the Cooker's Nest.
0: Everything. Was the, the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Between 1970 and 1980. Mm. That's, that's the Colton uh, era for me.
1: One of the great things about your books, and one of the great things, I- they are short. They are relatively short books. Yeah. They are just as long as they need to be.
0: Absolutely. This is from the sagas. All right. <laughs> the are some the sagas.
1: So do you get pressure from your publishers to, to write longer books? Or?
0: Not at all. No. <laughs>
1: You'd say no, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the, and the book market in Iceland has a, a Christmas book market. You all read yeah, books at yeah, tri- yeah. How does
0: that work? Well, you get everything that's new is published before Christmas, because we have uh, 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 the book is uh, a Christmas gift in Iceland. You give books for for Christmas, so the market there is it's, it's about thirty percent of everything mm-hmm. that's published is just the two months before for Christmas. It's a tradition that goes back years and years. Well,
1: that's considered a dead period in British publishing. Yeah. You don't want to be published around Christmas. The books have to be already out. And
0: yeah. Well, you should give it for Christmas.
1: So what about your father? How much of an influence was he on you? You, you write very different kinds of books.
0: Very different. Very different. But um, I think he was, uh, he was very supportive when I started it. And also... He is one of the guys from the countryside that went into so Reykjavík. He was from a very, very poor farm mm-hmm. in, up north where it's called Skagafjörður. He was born in a house. In a, in a, in a it's an uh, Icelandic housing with rocks and, and earth. And uh, it's a very, very poor thing. And uh, as soon as he could, he went back to, uh, he went into Reykjavík and was a journalist and, uh, and a writer there. You were born in Reykjavik? Yeah, I was born in Reykjavik. But uh, and his books was uh, was about this experience, this change in the Icelandic society, mm-hmm. from from this very peasant, very p- uh, poor nation to a very rich, and uh, the al- al- alienation that comes with it, yeah. and, and so there's which a is connection a theme, there, which yeah. Which is a theme in your book. Yeah.
1: Were you worried about how he would respond to your own books?
0: No, not at all. <laughs> not he, was at very, all. he was very glad with him all. Right. He, his, his favorite was Operation Napoleon, actually. All ah,
1: right. <laughs> actually, we, t- we might talk about that because there are several... There's a kind of Joe Nesbo situation here, which is uh, the fact that we haven't read the early books. They've not been translated into English. No. Are no. they
0: going to be? I think so. I hope so. Right. I have no idea. Sons of the Dust is the first one, isn't it? Sons of the Dust, yeah. Right, okay. Sunshine of Earth, yeah, Church of
1: Earth. Okay. So social media, but we're going to open the, this to questions. So start getting your questions ready. When I ask for questions, I want lots of hands up. Uh, social media is something you avoid. You seem to Absolutely. live in a kind of bubble.
0: No, I don't think so. It's just social media, I, I think. What's wrong with social media? Uh, it's too <laughs> close for comfort. <laughs>
1: So your, your, your English publisher can get in touch with you when they
0: want to? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's no problem. And
1: way. what persuaded you to come over this time? Was it Anne Cleves asking? Absolutely. Emma?
0: <laughs> she was in you don't say no she, to Anne Cleves, basically. You just don't say no to Anne Cleves. And she was in Iceland for the Icelandic Noir.
1: Uh, oh yeah, Iceland Noir, that's a recent Ic- festival, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: we have in Iceland in, in November. Right. Is this now a yearly event? Yeah, brand new years, every year now, I think.
1: But don't, isn't it you and EASA every year? It's got no, to be the same no. two guests of honour. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't last year, for example. So.
1: so, ladies and gentlemen, you have the king of Icelandic crime fiction here. Can we have some questions? Maybe the house lights up and uh, a roving mic. Do we have any roving mics? There's one. And some, uh, some hands, please, or questions. I can't see at the back, so might have to shout at the back. Questions near the front? Anybody? front rather a third row from the front lady Thank you um, firstly absolutely enjoy your books it' be great you. Um, just wanted to ask in an earlier session some of the authors were talking about the impact of place and landscape and all of that and it seems to be a really major part in, in, in your
0: books Could you say a little bit more about that please well it isn't uh, uh, something that I'm trying to do. It's just something that uh, happens to go into the books. I'm not trying to write especially about the landscapes or the weather or the uh, or the or the or the, or the uh, nature or, or, or anything like this. But if I need it, I will use it. And uh, most of uh, uh, Strange Shore is, uh, is a book that would uh, uh, require these elements, all these elements of Iceland when 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 a book like uh City isn't uh, as, <laughs> as uh, 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 rich in description in, in these in these ways so it's uh, it depends on the uh, what i'm writing about how the impact of the landscape
1: on the characters yes, is yes. is pretty crucial isn't it
0: yeah but uh it's not. It's not something that
1: you don't work on.
0: No, it's just it's, if it's there, it's fine. <laughs> There's it's not lot something of thing, that I'm doing very conscious.
1: A lot of things about things getting bodies frozen in ice, which is hardly surprising. It is. it says that on the tents and that's a theme that's in a lot of Icelandic crime writers, and the bodies in ice. Yeah. S- and secrets thawing out from the past. Yeah,
0: I think you should write what you th- know about. Yes. <laughs> That's one of the <laughs> rules. And we have the cold and the eye of the ice and we have the glaciers and we have, we have the bad weathers, we have the darkness, we have the mm. long the lo- winters. The long dark nights. Yeah, yes. and you, you use it. You use right. what you... Indeed. Yeah.
1: Another question. Some hands. There we are. There's several now. On the front. So about... Yes, over there. Lady, was it? Yes, keep your hand up.
0: Um, I noticed that you um, had Jarl City made into a film. I was wondering, well, my question's in two parts, actually. How did you find the portrayal of your book into a film? And are there any other plans for films of your books?
1: It's a good question, because we've only got Jarl City, yeah. which is a terrific movie.
0: Yeah, it's a very fine movie. and was, I was very pleased with it. And the, the actor there, uh, Inquire Sigurdsson, I think he made a very good job of portraying uh, Erlander. Yeah. Uh, 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 Center of the Grave could become a movie and uh, there's a a plan to film uh, Operation Napoleon Mm -hmm. international thriller so there will be more
1: films hopefully. who's seen Jar City in this audience who remembers the snack that he has in that film (laughs) they remember the snack (laughs) when he picks up that sheep's head and starts to suck it Yeah. That's a real Icelandic delicacy. Absolutely.
0: And we've got much worse than (laughs) sheep
1: heads. (laughs) And the next gentleman on the front row there. I'm quite fascinated that there's such low murder rates, even though Iceland does not have a very large population. So my question is in two parts. First of all, why do you think that is? And secondly, does that mean that Icelandic society is a very harmonious society. Are you all, um, you know, is it like a kind of almost like a socialist utopia? Is, is everyone quite friendly with each other, or is there lots of alienation within a society just with an exceptionally low violent crime
0: rate? I think we have right. we have all the crimes there is. We have the prostitution and the drugs and the uh, and we have the uh, question of murder. I think it's the uh, we are only 300,000. We can't. Be chilling off. <laughs> we'd, we'd be gone in, in some few years if it. So it's. I think it's. It's just the, the, how few we are. I think it's the. Uh, we have the. We have all the. I think people, outside of Iceland, have a very uh, innocent image of the country as a, pure and uh, healthy and uh, with a clean air and the good water and what, what whatever. But we have all the. Uh, don't you have, City a, high, crimes you have ha- a
1: high suicide rate, is that right? Yes, we have a. yeah. Is that because of the long, dark could nights? Could be,
0: could be that, yes. Yeah.
1: But yeah, that is a good point, that you know, we, we yeah. think if there's only one murder a year, everything yeah. But How about the integration of immigrants? Is that a problem in such a small it's, society? No, it
0: hasn't been yet. We have about 10%. Mm-hmm. And it's from from the East, it's from Poland, it's from... Uh, uh, it's... it's, uh, it's it, it hasn't been a, a problem at all. So it's
1: more of a problem in Sweden. I think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We had another question at the back. Who's li- There we are, over there. Can you see me? The- keep your hand up. <laughs> Firstly, it's lovely to see you being here. I've never met a real writer before. <laughs> <laughs> a real <And> Icelandic writer. <laughs> a real, yes, yes. The, my question is, um, as, as somebody very new to your sort of reading you mentioned that uh, uh, your earlier books had not been translated. Does it make a difference to us that are joining the later books?
0: I don't think so, no. Uh, The reason is that uh, they haven't been translated is that the breakthrough is TR City. And everybody, every publisher begins with TR City and goes on from there. Because I'm always writing new books, so they have to keep up with me. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have time for the uh, earlier works. (laughs) So if I will stop writing now, for instance, maybe they would consider it uh, to publish it. But uh, they just, I, th- I don't think they have the time to, or the <laughs> place for them yet. Are you happy that Jaws City is kind of your signature book? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, I'm very proud of that, that mm. book. And it is the one that uh, started the whole thing, the, mm. the translations and uh, and uh, and the popularity. Good
1: point. about We haven't really talked about translation, so you have a very good translator, Victoria Crib. Absolutely. So, does she submit the book to you when, you, when she's finished it, or yeah.
0: do you just trust her? No, she does, and she, also, she sends me emails that are in problems. And before her, there was Bernard Scudder, mm. You've had Britain two of the translator, best translators, yeah. haven't you? In the, in, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Bernard Scudder died. Yeah. 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 And uh, because you're writing in Icelandic, it's so difficult to find a translator mm. for the language and to be as brilliant as those two is just mm. phenomenal.
1: Can you read any of your other translations? Can you read your French translation? Or?
0: No, it's uh, some of the Scandinavians, but not the French or German or, or anything like that, mm. no.
1: Another question?
0: But it's very difficult. sorry, it's, it's, it's so important to have good translation because otherwise it can all go, to of course. go, of course go down Of drain.
1: Apologies if people are putting in their hands up at the back because I can't really see you, but we got one down here at the front, whoever's got the mic. The man who knows about Scandinavian crime (laughs) fiction.
0: Thank you. Thank you for coming to Harrogate. Um, At a panel yesterday, Hook and Nessa was talking about setting stories in invented locations and also in England. Is there a different location that you yourself would like to set a story in uh, that you haven't done yet? No, I, I haven't, I've, I haven't uh, given it a thought at, at all. Uh, I'm writing, uh, every, every one of my books takes place in Iceland and uh, I don't think there's, uh, uh, there's, there's any change in that. We won't see either in, uh, in New York but I'm But I'm going farther back in time now. Mm. <laughs> right. uh, I'm not changing place, but I, I'm working now on a three book uh, thing that is taking place in Iceland in Reykjavík in the Second World War between 1939 and 1945 when the British uh, uh, came to Iceland, I think 40,000 troops or something and everything changed from there. This is the beginning of modernization of, of Iceland. And I have two policemen and, uh, and uh, this uh, co- uh, connection with the, with the armed forces and the Icelandic population. So it's a very exciting thing to write about. Mm. But uh, I think the locations will be Icelandic in the future.
1: As Joe Nesbitt does take his book, he takes his character out to Hong Kong, to Australia. Yeah. That doesn't appeal, that thought of you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Time for a couple more questions. Any more hands? Anybody at the back? Lady here.
0: What about forensic knowledge? I mean, does everyone frozen or do you have to... <laughs> <laughs> the dead bodies, I mean. Um, <laughs> do you have to um, ask forensic scientists a bit about how?
1: Well, like, that, that ties into that you're the Thai boy who's frozen in a pool of his own blood in whichever book that is. The, the Thai boy who's, who's frozen yes, in his own
0: yes, blood. Yes, yes, in a winter city, uh, what do oh. you call it?
1: Arctic oh, Chill, thank you. Chill, yeah. Member of the audience there. Well done. The clue is in the title, isn't it really? <laughs> but that might, must surely make it easier, forensics, that everything is frozen.
0: Yes. Very possible. But I don't, uh, I don't uh, go very deep into techni- technicalities of, of, of either police work or, or forensics because it bores me. Does it's, it? It does. So I you don't to, do I lots just, of research? No, or? not in those fields. I just want to get on with the story.
1: <laughs> a lot of crime writers spend a lot of time with police forces and yeah, for I, it, that's not for you. No, yeah. not
0: a, no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's. I want, I want to be free to do, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want them to tell me what I can and can't do. Mm. Basically.
1: You also don't want to tell people how to live their lives, because you once said, I don't like to preach at people. No, absolutely so not. So as uh, Chevalier wanted to change society,
0: yeah. you do not want that? No, it isn't my thing. <laughs> I don't think I would uh, be able to anyway. <laughs> so I, I present the problem. I, uh, I don't tell you how to deal with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Do we have any more questions? Anymore? We've got a couple, Lady in Red, there, and then on the fr- second row, ra- just over there. Keep your hand up. <laughs> Would you please recommend a saga for someone who knows nothing about Iceland that would encapsulate, apart from
0: your books, of course, that would encapsulate, in your opinion, Iceland, the ethos? A saga.
1: An, an Icelandic saga that we oh, could it's, all
0: read? It's a it's, uh, Njáls saga, is the famous, most famous one. You're going to you're gonna have to spell that. Yeah. <laughs> the, <taking> sa- <laughs> the saga of Njál is the one that uh, is the most famous. The is most it Njál? Njál, it's Njál, Njál, Njál Quinn is, oh, right. is, is okay. the famous, the saga of Njál. How long is it? It's a short one. <laughs> 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 but uh, that would be the book. The saga is all about, it's, it's a kind of a Game of Thrones right. thing.
1: They did Game of Thrones first, the Icelandic saga <laughs> <part, laughs> Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Invented People everything. killing each other. Family thoughts. Sex. I, I, anything you want. <laughs> sorry.
1: And we had another question near the front. Who? Yes, lady in the green. Uh, I was interested in your comment about people giving books for Christmas presents. Is this a, an Icelandic tradition? Uh, does it apply through all the generations? Books to children, books to older people, and why? Why has this come about?
0: Uh, it is uh, for everyone. It's 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 very general and it's been for for ages or since the early I think 20th century and it's just uh, I, I'm not sure why how it came about but we have all we are uh, a nation of books as we mm-hmm. and we, we have a, a great tradition in, in 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 storytelling and, and, and publishing and uh, Somehow, someone thought this would be a, a, a good thing to give it as a, a Christmas gift, and it's uh, it's been ever since, and it's it's always getting bigger and bigger.
1: And do young Icelanders read books? Not as much as we want to. No, no. Just like Britain, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah, we struggle to get the young people to
0: read the books. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any
1: more questions? Yeah, a couple say so there. will, lady in red, and then a ge- gentleman back in the back with a beard. I think. Mm. Yes. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I like to read books chronologically. At the very start of the story, is there anything we're missing about Elendor from your unpublished books? Unpublished, unpublished in England.
0: Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's. 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 A, I think it's okay to start with uh, Jar City. Uh, 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 the series begin. Actually uh, uh, I, I know it would be a series in the book before that one called uh in Icelandic. Uh, I've
1: got a list of them here but I'll never yeah, find it. So. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, and um, yeah it's no it's it's okay it's you're not missing very much. Actually you I don't think. you
1: don't tell us much about Elendor really. <coughs> We learn about him as things go on. Yeah, absolutely. You don't book give people. us long paragraphs of no, no, expository, no, do you? you? Even in the new book, when he's no, a young man. We yeah,
0: you. no, you have to have it in small doses. All right. <laughs>
1: and then the final question: with, with a beard, am I right? I hope that is a gentleman with a beard. <laughs> I really hope. <laughs> it's a real beard. Don't okay. <laughs> uh, hi, Arnalda. Um I just wondered. Um, being at the forefront of Icelandic crime fiction and being told you are quite a lot, um, does that create um, extra pressure for you, uh, being the boss of Icelandic crime fiction? And also on, on the flip side, uh, Iceland is obviously a very tight community of crime writers there, and you mentioned that there were
0: younger writers coming through. Do you play a role in their kind of development at all? Um, no, not so much, no, I uh, just, no. Uh, but uh, it, we have an association of crime mm. rights, crime mm. right association in As Iceland. We, yeah, yes. like, the, like the one we have? Yeah, like the one we have, <laughs> We have, and, uh, and uh, they are part of that uh, uh, society. Uh, what was the first... <laughs> well, that's first a good question.
1: Is it a question of... Uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. How does it feel to be the king? Is there pressure on you?
0: No, yeah, yeah, pressure. You know, I I don't think so much about it. No, don't you? No, yeah. uh now, it's such, such a small society that you don't, you don't consider yourself king or queen of anything. <laughs> Until he yes. comes up here and gets called king. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so. it, it's not. It's it's just. It's a, I think it's a, a, a term in, a, in, a, in, a, in a media. in It's a meteor term. I think it's much less, I don't take it seriously at all.
1: Well, you can have the king sign your books. We're going to make a royal procession if you give us time. Oh, ten minutes to go. Ten minutes to go. Well, there we are. More questions, please. More hands. Lady there, blonde lady. Third row. Extra time.
0: Could you tell us a bit about your writing day? Do you get up early and write, or do you aim to do so many words every day, or how does it go, and how's your year? Um, Do you start... Like one of the authors who said the first of September and then delivered his book on a certain date, or how do you organize no, it? No, I, I also started in September. It seems to be a good <laughs> month to start a book. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very organized. I, I wake up early in the morning, I, 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 I write till the afternoon, or, or work till the afternoon. It's, it's, uh, and uh, uh, I t- try to do a, something every day. And uh, I use this uh, this uh, technique, I think, of Hemingway, uh, to leave something uh, for the next day, to not uh, uh, so you can go, uh, so you know what to do the next day where to begin. Yeah. And I work at home always. Always done that and uh, there's no uh, i was a journalist and right. and i was working watching on a, a newspaper and there was constant noise with phone ringing and shouting and so i uh the am i am i'm not uh, disturbed by by uh, the environment at all uh, so it's okay if the, the kids and the, and the and people were going uh by it didn't have any uh uh, disruptive.
1: Didn't you... There was no time when you were Iceland's only professional writer? Is that right? That you, that you, everybody has two jobs in Iceland. Yeah. Ilsa has two jobs. She's a, yeah. an engineer, isn't yeah. she?
0: No, it's very, very nice when you are able finally to live off the writing. It isn't possible in Iceland because we have such a small market, even if you are a, a bestseller author mm. and you produce a book every two, three, four years. It won't, it won't uh, sustain you. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a system of, of grants or, 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 or uh, so the, the state will uh right. uh, uh, give you. Uh, subsidize, uh, you. Subs- subsidize you. Subsidize you for a year or a half year to, mm-hmm. to, to write a book.
1: Do you miss your days as a film critic? Or did you have to sit through a lot of crap films?
0: <laughs> there are so <laughs> many, <laughs> many crap films. <laughs> Still are, are yeah, yeah. yeah, no, uh, not so much, no. Okay. Uh,
1: Any more questions? Right uh, over here, on the f- fifth row back, I think, lady with the glasses.
0: Um, I was wondering, uh, which are the months when it's very dark in Iceland? Are there just two or three months, or is it more? It's more. It's uh, it's from October actually till well February. Yeah. October to February. Yeah. Later to the end of February. And how many or March. hours of darkness would you have then? We would have four hours of sun. <laughs> four hours of sun? Four or five hours of sun. Yeah. So it's quite convenient. In Reykjavik, it's, it's darker than other places. Yeah, so it's quite convenient to write in those months. Absolutely. It's the best, it's the best <laughs> okay. time and Thank place you. to write a book.
1: So does everybody gather around for warmth?
0: <laughs>
1: no. And does the birth rate go up nine months later? Yeah.
0: Well, they did. They don't. They don't <laughs> do uh, <laughs> uh, anymore. But they did, yes. And they gathered around in the in the in the farmhouses, in the very small, very dark, very cold farmhouses, mm-hmm. and actually read, read books out loud for the for the for the for the people on the farm. Mm-hmm. So it's an old tradition, the, the reading, in in the cold nights of, of Does that of still after? happen? No, father. no, not no. Okay. That's no. a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Because it's, it's a very, very fine, fine tradition.
1: Because in the era of Dickens, the father would read to the family.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not the mother, but the yeah.
1: Any more questions? Okay, can I see any hands? There's two here. Two, uh, he's going all the way back. Now, at the front row. We've got two, second row back. We'll do two final quick questions. Gentlemen with glasses, put your hand up so you can see you.
0: Where do you get your characters from? Are they based on real-life people or made up? No, no it's it's just uh, imagination. Uh, uh, some of it is based on myself, uh, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, everything you write is somehow your own. Uh, but no, it's not. It's uh, it's it's from here and there, and uh, not any particular uh, people.
1: You don't know any gloomy Icelandic couples, then?
0: No. But there was a a, a man, and he's now retired, a policeman. Actually, his name was Erlendur Svensson. I just didn't know. All right. (laughs) He hasn't tried to see you then. (laughs) No, he's very glad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Was there one other question just behind? Yes, and that's the last one in the blue shirt. Thank you. Um, huge fan. I think the books are absolutely fantastic. Um, My question was, uh, because of the way you clustered the last four novels so that they covered a very short period of time, it means you've been writing a long time past the financial crash, and yet we've not seen the society of Iceland and the characters operating in that post-financial crash situation. I, I wondered whether you deliberately have tried to stay away from it or whether it's something that that you might, you might address in the future?
0: No, it's just happened that way. But I did write about the crash, about the greed in the society that made the crash in, in Black Skies, the, the book about zero only. It's about bank, some bankers doing some, some shady stuff. And, uh, mm. and, but I haven't. Uh, possibly more time has to pass before we can look back at it with, with some reasonable uh, eyes, and, uh, and uh, I'm sure it will be a, a stuff of, of, of crime books in, in the future, as must be. Didn't the Icelandic
1: ambassador apologize to things, the crash and the volcanic ash, yeah. when your country was stopping us flying? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Now, we are now about to take the Royal Procession, so give him time to get to the back. Can I ask you to thank Arthnaldor Indreddison?
0: Thank you for listening to this event by Harrogate International Festivals. For more events, recordings, resources and information about our arts charity, please visit harrogateinternationalfestivals.com.